0: We are so beautifully built, we humans, evolutionarily in so many ways, including navigating the cold, which is, as I said earlier, a hostile environment if we're not prepared for it. And we are right to be terrified of the cold because the cold will kill us and it doesn't take very long (laughs) under the right circumstances for that to happen. And our bodies and minds and spirits are beautifully evolved and prepared for how to navigate the cold.
1: Greetings and love to one and all. It's Ben Hardy, co-host of the Terrain Theory Podcast. Brother Mike and I invited Dr. Rob Williams back onto the show to walk us into the frigid waters of cold therapy. It's all the rage, and Dr. Rob is all about it. And so are we. In true Dr. Rob fashion, he guides us through a fun and challenging interactive cold exposure session at the top of the show. And all you need to do it with us is a large bowl filled with water and ice. So maybe pause for a moment, go grab those things and get ready to get cold. In this episode, we talk about ways you can get into cold therapy, including some of the products Dr. Rob recommends. One of those products is the Submerge Ice Bath, which is both affordable and compact. You can save 15% on a submerge using discount code Doctor Rob Chill at checkout at submergeicebaths.com. That's D-R-R-O-B-C-H-I-L-L. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. If you're ready to go more high end, he recommends The Nordic Wave at thenordicwave.com. And side note, I ordered a submerge right after this conversation because no more cold showers for me. Okay, let's jump in. The water's freezing. Welcome back to Terrain Theory. Okay, we are live. Dr. Rob Williams, welcome back to the Terrain Theory Podcast.
0: It is so good to be back with you guys. Benjamin, Michael, is it almost February 2024? (laughs) Very close. Are we deep in flow or what?
1: We are deep in flow. (laughs) We are deep in flow. Rob, you are always deep in flow. This is your perpetual state of being.
0: I just try and get seven hours of good sleep a night, Benjamin.
1: Yeah it's, yeah, it's not asking much. I, I got to say, first, I want to congratulate you, Dr. Rob, uh, on being the first Terrain Theory guest to come on three times. Really? You were the first. Yeah.
0: God, I thought Cowan had me beat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no. And, it's, and, to the, and to the listener who might be wondering, like, why are we bringing Dr. Rob on again? It's because you have so much to share. That first conversation was all about breath, which is your thing, the peak flow. And that second conversation we had you on, you blew our minds talking about our geoengineering age and weather modification from a foundation of, of history and science, uh, law, policy, treaty. And now we're bringing you back because it feels like the cold and the breath go hand in hand, and you do seem to enjoy your cold plunges.
0: <laughs> I do. I do.
1: So let's yeah. dive in. What, how, does, how does cold therapy benefit one's terrain?
0: I love this question. Before we begin the flow, two quick caveats, and I'm going to sound like both of you at the end of every Terrain Theory podcast. This (laughs) conversation, number one, should not be confused with medical advice because the cold is a hostile environment.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's very important to treat it as such, which leads to the second caveat. Um, If you're going to uh, move into the cold as a regular health and fitness protocol. As with everything, start low and go slow. Really important to listen to your body, mind your breath. As we'll talk about your breath, your breathing is your best friend in the cold. Okay. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to lay those lay those two caveats. On the table, on the terrain theory table.
1: Mm-hmm. Noted. Cool. TTT, the
0: T <laughs> cubed. <laughs> yes, the terrain theory table. So um, we all have you. You guys have um, bowls of cold ice water in front of you, don't you?
1: Yes, correct. correct. This is part of can we your begin, can interactive. We begin there? Yes, before we,
0: we before we jump into questions, can we have a little hands-on?
1: Sure, hands on? Hands in. Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> Wait, can we? We got to see the bowls. Can we see the bowls?
1: There we okay. go. <laughs>
0: All right. For all you who are watching, listening but not watching, Benjamin has what looks to be like, a what is that, like an aluminum?
1: A giant metal? mixing bowl.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we could bake up a cake in that thing. And Michael has more of a s- traditional ceramic yeah. situation.
2: Yep. I love that. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So let's pretend for a moment that your two hands in front of you, let's hold them in front of us. Listeners, viewers, feel free to try this at home. This is actually a great way to get into the cold without really uh, damaging yourself. Let's imagine that these two hands are your entire body for just the next few moments. So, there are, let's talk about how to get in and out of the cold successfully and safely. There are three phases to any cold plunge experience. Very simple before, during, after. So, Begin with it before, holding our hands in front of us. We simply want to, I would invite you to close your eyes, shut your mouth. Let's bring our breath into our nose. and Just observe the breath. Beginning to relax the body in the presence of the cold and visualize as we breathe in and out through our nose, hands in front of us visualize immersing your entire warm body, 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit at the moment. Imagine immersing your entire warm body into water that is below 50 degrees Fahrenheit and upwards of 34 degrees Fahrenheit, let's say. Let's visualize that. See if you can feel... Smell, taste the cold as you gently immerse your entire body up to your neck in this icy, cold water. And if you're really imagining this, if you're imagining hard, (laughs) you might already begin to feel your body reacting just to imagining going into the cold. Maybe your heart rate is slightly elevated. Maybe you're feeling a little bit of nervousness in the mind. Maybe your nervous system is slightly flowing towards the sympathetic fight, flight, or fight, fight or flight response. All of that is really important information. So as we prepare to go into the cold, we want to bring our breath into our nose, close our eyes, relax our bodies, and lengthen with our breath on every exhale, lengthen the exhale ever so slightly over the inhale to move our bodies into a more relaxed parasympathetic nervous system state. And we can do that simply by lengthening our breath on the exhale. Phase two, during. So, imagining that our hands are our entire body. When you're ready, go ahead and gently place your hands into the cold water, immersing them as deeply as they will go. And just maybe with your eyes closed, listen to your body. Feel your body react through your hands. Give your body permission to freak out (laughs) for a few breaths. It's cold. And then once again, bring your awareness to your breath, your best friend in the cold, and lengthen those exhales. As quickly, as efficiently as you can, relaxing your hands and fingers into that icy cold water. You may be feeling some pain right now. Focus on the breath. And now imagine sending warmth, heat, fire, good energy from the rest of your body. Imagine sending that down to your hands, your fingers, your fingertips with every exhale. Breathing in, breathing out, maybe adding a little ocean breath on the exhale. (sighs) Lengthen the exhale. Feel the fire, conjure the fire in your fingertips, your hands, finger pads. So you breathe in and out. We're about halfway through this experience. Let's add on the exhale now a little bit of humming, breathing in. And on the exhale, try some humming. Whatever you notes know you find is fine. Again, imagining sending heat, Mm -hmm. energy, and with just a quarter, 25% of our time left, you might begin to feel your hands and fingers relaxing, maybe give them a little wiggle in the cold. They're warming up to the idea of being here a little bit longer. The mind is powerful. Breath is powerful. And imagine before you withdraw your hands from the cold, imagine that as the cold has changed you, you are also changing the the cold and the water that you are immersed in. The water is a slightly different being for you having been in it for these two minutes. If you had ice in your bowl, maybe the ice is melted or perhaps melting. That's your body's heat doing its job. So after the cold, go ahead when you feel ready and bring your hands out of the cold, icy water, just like you put them in, smooth, gradual, relaxed. And you can do this eyes closed or open, but bring your hands together in a prayer-like position in front of your chest. And you might just put your fingertips together ever so lightly and see if you can visualize and even feel the heat through the cold of your hands. As you breathe in and out through your nose, see if you can feel the heat there. Take a few breaths in and out through your nose at your own pace and imagine once again sending energy, heat, fire through your body all the way down to your hands, fingers. Let's take one last breath in together. Let's meet at the bottom of our next exhale in three, two, one. Take a nice deep nasal breath in. And a nice mouth breath out. Breathe hard enough, you can warm up your fingers with your breath too. That's cool. And then gently bring your hands down to your lap or towel or whatever. It's comfortable, and when you feel ready, notice how you feel inside the mind, the body. Dare we say the spirits, and when you feel ready, just blink open your eyes, coming back into the space, when you feel ready.
1: Uh, brother mike shall i go first sure please just reaction is that okay dr rob
0: absolutely yeah benjamin we can see it for those watching your hands are you hold them up Yeah, able to look at that super red yeah, i the
1: bite. my my hands my hands are my my weakness when i do any sort of cold plunge hmm. they're usually the things that i keep out of the cold hmm. for whatever re- i think it's just because i'm not trained enough I'm an, I'm an absolute amateur, really more a novice when it comes to this. And I was a little bit nervous about this, wondering if I was going to be able to keep my hands in for any, any great length. Uh, and so now I'm asking, Rob, where have you been on all my cold plunges? <laughs> 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 because that, the, the pre makes an incredible difference preparing my mind and my body for the cold. And that is something that I don't do currently. So that's my, that's my, I could have, and I feel like I could have kept my hands in there for the duration of the podcast. Once I arrived at that place, I think I could have just
2: kept them in there. Yeah. Same. It, It was a, it was a wonderful exercise because it, it encapsulated a microcosm of every cold plunge experience I've had, which was the first 30 seconds are miserable and I want to run screaming away. And then you cross a threshold of a, like euphoria and you feel like you can just ride that on for as long as you need.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. In, uh, in our peak flow cold plunge training community, we refer to that moment, Michael, when you move out of fear and panic, In the cold and into a place of more relaxed, calm. Some might call it zen. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: We call that the shift. Mm -hmm. The shift. And you can feel it. Oh, yeah. You're listening for it with your breath. You're listening for it in your body. Typically in a two-minute cold plunge, it comes around the first minute the end of the first minute it's different every time it's different for everybody everyone's unique everyone's body mind spirits are unique even the same body like there are some mornings i'll get into a two minute or a three minute ice bath and it goes by like that and there are other days other mornings i get in. It's like this is a freaking eternity Mm
1: -hmm. so let's talk let's talk through what this is doing for us
0: Yeah, and before we we leave the hands, so um, we are so beautifully built, we humans, evolutionarily in so many ways, including navigating the cold, which is, as I said earlier, a hostile environment if we're not prepared for it. And we are right to be terrified of the cold because the cold will kill us and it doesn't take very long (laughs) under the right circumstances for that to happen. And our bodies and minds and spirits are beautifully evolved and prepared for how to navigate the cold, starting with the palms of our hands, the soles of our feet, and the sides of our face, all of which are comprised of what's called glabrous, G-L-A-B-R-O-U-S, glabrous skin, relatively hairless skin. We thermoregulate our body temperature. Through our epidermal, our skin layer, yes, but also at these three different hot or cold spots on our body. So, Benjamin, when you talk about lifting your hands out of the cold, if you're too cold, that's a beautiful protocol, actually. If you're feeling like you're struggling in a cold plunge, take your hands out. Mm-hmm. Remove the glabrous skin from the equation in your hands, and you're, you'll warm up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you want to challenge yourself,
1: ooh, bring it back down. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, which is why starting with um, a cold bowl of ice hands in or cold bowl of ice feet in. Working the glabrous skin, right? Developing a little resilience there over time. Do that three times a week, two minutes a time while you're watching Netflix or recording the podcast or whatever you're doing. Yeah, it's a really, really great exercise. So I didn't want to let that go since you mentioned it and we could see your the redness of your of your hands there. Everybody, Wim Hof himself feels feels the cold most acutely in our hands, our feet, the size of our face. When we go skiing, snowboarding, we're outside for a long. Where do we first develop frostbite? Yeah. Those three areas. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Yeah, that's
2: why. and I'm I'm sure you'll you'll dive into this momentarily. But the, those moments before you dive in, not dive. In, but uh, put your hands and whatever are so crucial. And I think so many of us get so worked up about oh my God, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And we have this like sort of dive in culture, right? Like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the jump, but uh, to mentally prepare with some breathing and and just and to step back and 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 go into sort of a premeditative state um, of course is essential to, I think, a successful cold plunge.
0: Absolutely. I'm a big fan of the polar plunge. This is the opposite, right. It's a polar plunge. Let's go, everybody. Ah, ah, We (laughs) run out. We run out. Yeah. This is something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. This is is a form of meditation. And um, it can be very powerful solo. It can be even more powerful in a small group of buddies, a merry band of cold plungers, uh, of which there are, of course, more and more, Mm -hmm. which is exciting. And to your question, Benjamin, of earlier, like, why do this at all? Like, why why not just be warm? (laughs) Why not just maintain our body temperature at a perfect 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit all day long, all night long? We all know the answer to the question. It's because as adaptable organisms, we need voluntary stress to build resilience. And I'll say this. I, I think there's three really good reasons for cold plunging as a regular protocol. Number one, let me quote Wim the Iceman Hoff in my best Wim Hoff voice. The cold, I'll translate, the cold is a teacher. <laughs> the cold is a teacher. The cold is merciless yet righteous. <laughs> cold is merciless yet righteous. What Wim means by that, of course, is we are students approaching the teacher, preparing ourselves to learn. What will I learn in this two-minute adventure in the cold about myself today? My mind, my body, my spirits. And as I said earlier, every cold plunge I do, I don't know about you guys, every one I do is different. I'm always learning from the cold as a teacher. Second reason to do the cold is, as you just experienced, both of you, it's a powerful diagnostic tool. It's an in-this-moment measurement of how you're kind of doing in your day. Like how are things going for you mentally, psychologically, physically? Like if I'm battling a little something, the crud, I'm not going to go in the cold because there's no need for me to additionally stress out my body. Why would I do that? Take the day off, drink some drink some hot chicken soup and sit by the wood stove,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? And then finally, and, and and perhaps the most important reason for going into the cold is it is the cold is a hostile environment. When used properly, it's a powerful hormetic tool. Hormesis is this fundamental biological concept we should be teaching our kids when they come out of the womb until the day we die. Hormesis is voluntary stress, regularly applied in titrated, measurable doses, two minutes. Every other day in the cold, 11 minutes a week is what the science tells us. Minimum minimum time in the cold for the maximum benefits. Hormesis, voluntary stress regularly applied in titrated measurable doses to build resilience of body, yes, but also of mind and of spirits. And there is nothing more powerful than the cold as a hormetic tool, not even cyclic hyperventilation. The so-called Wim Hof style breath work, the tumo style, not even, not even gravian, um, not even gravian breathing um, of the most intense type, which takes you a while to kind of get into that altered state. The cold brings you there in a breath. It's amazing. It's amazing.
1: Rob, how far back does cold therapy go?
0: We don't know, Benjamin, thousands and thousands of years. And what's so cool is like every cold weather culture, country, people have their own version of cold plunging. Um, I've been in Russian banyas in the middle of Brooklyn, New York <laughs> City, with some of the coldest water I've ever been in. And some of the hottest saunas, by the way. Yeah, and and you will. I don't know if you've been to a Russian banya, but you'll pay twenty five or thirty bucks, and you'll hang out there all day long. Like this is just what you do, right? Yeah. You might have a little bit of uh, brisket. You might have a little bit of vodka, a little bit of seltzer. You're meeting your friends there. You're meeting grandma and grandpa. We're all cold plunging. We're all. It's it's so steeped into the culture. Scandinavian countries. Um. Yeah. I mean, the Asian country is way up, way up high. Um, there is such a beautiful, rich tradition of cold plunging. And I haven't seen that much written about the history of the cold. Um, you probably know Dr. Sandra Soberg's work. Um, uh, sorry, Susanna Soberg. She got her PhD literally in cold plunging um, and her book, Winter Swimming.
1: Yeah.
0: It's been published from the Danish into English a year or so ago that the Nordic way towards a healthier and happier life. And that's her swimming in the the ocean um, in in Norway. Um, I'm sorry, in Denmark. And she talks about... um, (laughs) She's so funny. She talks about being like a cold plunge sissy until her 20s. Like she lived by the ocean in Denmark and never went in. And then she just kind of took the plunge and obviously changed your life professionally, personally. Um, and that's the kind of experience that so, I think millions of people are having right now, as cold is rediscovered around the world as a powerful protocol, that like mm-hmm. breathwork has been with us for a really long time. And we've just kind of forgotten in right. our haste for convenience, comfort, yeah. efficiency. I,
2: have, I have a question, Rob. It, yep. You just brought up as an example, and I think most of our listeners would be familiar with coupling the cold with say a sauna, right? Like the hot cold experience. But that's not necessarily what a cold plunge session is. They don't always go together. So why would you do one and not the other and what are the benefits?
0: Yeah, great question. So a lot of people refer to that as contrast therapy. Yep. And one way to think about it Michael is imagine like <laughs> going into the cold is like a giant inhale. And going into the heat's like a giant exhale. <sighs> right? So when you pair the cold and the heat together, and again, important risk management protocol, always, can't say it enough, start low, go slow. and And give yourself a little bit of time. They say two minutes between the cold and the heat. And again, everyone's different. Listen to your body. But give yourself a little bit of time for your body to kind of transition from, you know, 200 degrees Fahrenheit down to 34 degrees Fahrenheit, for obvious reasons, right? But that's kind of how I think about it. It's like you're able to sort of double the fun of the hormetic adventure, right? That voluntary stress, when you when you pair both of those together. And so, by way of example, um, my wife Kate and I, if we're lucky, we'll get in a we'll get in a contrast therapy session a couple times a week. We like to set aside an hour. We go into the sauna for 15 minutes. We come out. By the way, we're naked. <laughs> um, we come out. We wait, you know, maybe 30 seconds on the deck. Let the body kind of adjust to whatever temperature it is outside. And then we go into the cold for as long as feels good. You know, it's come. It's a couple of breaths. Maybe it's a little longer. Come back mm-hmm. out. Let the body gradually warm up and then go back in the sauna. You do that three times, just under an hour. Always mm-hmm. ending with a cold. Again, science is like, yeah, you want know, to you, you want to kind of end the whole thing, letting your body warm up rather than having your body have to cool down. Just physiologically, it's a better it's a better way to end.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, and it does feel it's like you've just taken one hour. You've taken one giant inhale, and one giant exhale. Right. Not to mention, you get to be in the sauna or the cold plunge naked with people you love. It's a really powerful time to have the, the kinds of conversations in the dark together alone that are sometimes awkward to have, like in the kitchen in the full light of day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, you, you all have domestic partners, and that's a lot of work. And uh, so those are those are nice times mm-hmm. uh, as well. So yeah, there's all kinds of really powerful benefits pairing those two, the heat and the cold.
2: Right. Right. So when would you forego the heat, like, and why? Because psychologically, yeah, right? Psychologically, well, you know, we're like, well, I can get in this cold because I know I can get out and get back in the heat. Yeah. Even when well, you said time, like ending with the cold is a little intimidating, like, well, why would I end with? I want to end with the heat. Yeah. I want to end in comfort, right? Yes, yeah. I know. I know.
0: Well, I think time, resources, um, whatever you're up to in terms of your own health and wellness, sport and fitness, and and. You know, it's all relative too. If you get out of a thirty-six degree Fahrenheit cold plunge into weather that's seventy or eighty degrees and the sun is out, and you stand there and you kind of warm up the body with the horse stance or the yeah. Buddha throws the fireball exercise for five minutes, it's almost like you're you're in a sauna. That is that a good know. point. You just, you just elevated the temperature of your of your experience fifty degrees, right? yeah, in, in just a matter of moments. That's right. Um, I like to kid the Floridians who cold plunge. It's like, yeah, come up here, you (laughs) jokers. Come up here. We'll we'll put you in a cold plunge outside in February.
1: That's right. 33 degree water into 20 degree air.
0: That is something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Add a little bit of wind in there. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, then you're talking about a a serious risk management situation, which is why we always plunge with friends, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially in nature. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So those are kind of like the broad outlines of why to do it. Some of the protocols about like how long and, um, you know, per session per week, um, Sandra Soberg's work, sorry, keep saying Sandra Susanna Soberg's work, um, is fantastic. Uh, Andrew Huberman has done a lot of good work, uh, including having her on, um, to talk about her, her findings. Um, Wim Hof, of course, the Iceman himself, has really um, helped to market and promote the idea of cold plunging, probably more than any other human on the planet at this moment. And Wim will say in his honest moments when he's like, Oh, so Wim, you love the cold. He'll say, No, <laughs> I hate the cold. But I go in because it makes me stronger. That's yeah. hormesis. Yeah. That's hormesis.
1: Uh, I want to come back real quick to. The two minutes every other day accruing to eleven minutes a week. That is the ideal session length, two minutes a day.
0: Yeah. Again, you know, you talk every episode on terrain theory about the strengths and limitations of science. Yeah. So yes, I'm I'm sharing what the science says here about cold plundering, but again, back to our initial caveat. You know, listen to your body listen to your mind, listen to your spirits. Um, My wife and I sort of targeted, like we like three minutes in the cold. We've been doing it for a while. We like three minutes because it feels a little bit more challenging, Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more bragging rights. I feel a little more optimized. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Several hours after the cold. And by the way, the best part of the cold plunge is not before it's not during, and it's actually not immediately after. It's like the two, three, or four hours later when you're moving through your day. Tell me if this has happened to you guys. And your body's doing this.
1: Wow. Can confirm. (laughs)
0: Like you'll be in in like a lunch meeting having done a plunge at 8 a.m. Yeah. And your body's like, oh, I still feel pretty good. My body is (laughs) resonating like a guitar string or several. It's really cool. Well, I was just going to
2: say, Ben, how great do your hands feel just right now? They feel I I
1: I feel great all over. Yeah. Even if even though it's just my hands. Um and, and so Rob, to the for the listener who's never done it and, and wants to get in, I've got two questions. The first one being you say start slow and temperature wise. So so mm-hmm. let's let's walk through that. What would that intro to cold therapy look like
0: yeah. for the newcomer? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really like more and more the cold bowl approach. Um, a lot of people will start with cold showers okay. or a warmer hot shower and turning the dial down. There's a couple of really, there's some challenges with cold showers. One is our bodies like to process cold in sort of absolute and overall terms for best success, which is why immersing your whole body up to your neck, keeping your neck and your head out for reasons we can talk about is the best way to sort of really get into cold plunging. When you run cold water over your body, the cold is hitting your body unevenly. And it's, I think it's actually harder um, to, to, to kind of bring your body around with your breath. Right. Um, to, to really relax there, but it is a protocol and it's worth trying. Um, and we recommend, you know, sort of 30 seconds or maybe three long breaths, four seconds in six seconds out. Like we practiced three of those. And, and, and that helps tie the experience to the breathing, your best friend in the cold right away. People are like, well, how many seconds? It's like, maybe measuring breaths.
2: Yeah.
0: That would be better. Yeah. That would be better. Um, yeah. So cold hands, cold feet, cold shower, start with 30 seconds or maybe three, 10 second inhale exhales, right? Do that first, you know, a week or two, several times a week. Um, really again, focusing on the before and the after everyone's focused on the during and it's like, it's hard. Well, yes, of course. That's why we do it. Um, so really getting the mind and the breath right beforehand and enjoying the 20 minutes. Like you come out of the cold shower, you're naked on your bath mat and just take a few minutes and just enjoy your body warming up. Like don't even tell yourself off, like give yourself like a minute or two, do other things, brush your teeth, whatever you going to do? But just enjoy your body warming up and then maybe pat yourself dry and then put on a layer. And that's going to sort of contain that residual, the residuals of that experience. And then just take that into your day and just notice how that makes you feel. It's quite something. Mm
1: -hmm. And then an actual plunge.
0: Yeah. So an actual plunge, again, the, the first minute is the hardest. So if you can work your way up to two minutes, really listen for that shift, hold yourself relaxed and still in the water, why do we keep the neck and the shoulders out? Two reasons. When we get our heads, our mouth, or our nose wet, we activate what's called the mammalian dive reflex. And that's as mammals. There's 5,400 mammals on the planet. We're one of them. All mammals are built to submerge for extended periods of time with evolutionary protocols designed to do that. When you get your face, nose, mouth wet, immediately your heart rate drops, circulatory system begins to, it's preparing you to dive, dive, human, dive. We don't want to do that. We want to keep the focus on the breath, the rest of the body in the cold. The other reason we don't want to do is because you've got, imagine a big red bottle of wine, 750 milliliters. You've got 750 milliliters of blood running through your skull brain circulatory system every minute. And when you stick your head in really cold water, what happens? All of those blood vessels up here constrict. They reduce the flow of blood through your skull and your brain. You're essentially putting your brain in a mildly hypoxic oxygen deprived state. Hmm. Let's not do that in the cold. That's a very bad idea. Got it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's, um, that's the flow two minutes. And I should say, self-servingly, we do have at PeakFlow a brand new app with all kinds of free cold plunge exercises, two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes in nature with some things to consider before you go in and after you come out that are really important to make sure you get in and out safely and and have fun doing it. Um, And we are also partnered with a, a, a beautiful cold plunge rig made by a company called Nordic Wave. Nordic Wave. And this would be a good time, maybe Benjamin, to answer another question: How do I get into cold plunging for free?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, or with like a min- you know, minimal expense. Yes,
0: I don't want to spend ten thousand dollars on a cold plunge Nordic Wave. I believe runs like they all do for a really beautifully optimized with a chiller and ionized purified water. Blah blah blah. You know, that's a four to six thousand dollar investment. Cold showers are free. You're just paying the water bill, and you're not even paying the heating bill. That's nice, <laughs> um, and uh, the easiest way to get into an ice trough bath plunge rig situation is the Vermont way, I think. Get a 103-gallon bale-in country galvanized steel cattle trough. I took one from our yak farm when I first got into it years ago, filled it up with water, threw in some ice in the summer, threw in a, threw in a, a cattle trough heater floating $30 hardware store situation in the winter. Change the water every couple of weeks uh, and throw a pinch of chlorine in there if you want to do that, if you're worried about such things. And it works beautifully. That's a $150 investment. You can go online. You can buy these kind of blue stilted pop-up ones that are actually pretty great. And there are some new... Um, there are some new companies coming online. There's a company out of the UK that makes a really beautiful $110 portable inflatable rig called the Submerge, which I'm demoing at the moment and I like quite a bit. Um, but don't spend don't spend a lot of money until you're committed. That would be foolish.
1: The trough, uh, the trough, you're sort of getting horizontal. Right? Yeah, some of yeah, these do climb in, and you're you know you're sort of crouching or in a squat.
0: Ooh. And there's advantages to both of those. If you, if you, if you're sort of on the anatomically speaking, if you're sort of on the larger side or you're feeling like you, you don't want to jockey a couple of stairs to lower yourself in and get out, go with the trough. If you like the experience of sort of, and it, it is an experience when you come up a little stepladder and you lower yourself in and you're kind of bobbing, <laughs> it's almost, it, it's almost like going back to the womb, guys, except much colder.
1: Right? <laughs>
0: Um, you're kind of bobbing there, and it does feel like like a two-minute, three-minute adventure. It's like, oh. <laughs> and you're outside, and you're looking around, and the snow is falling, and the wind is blowing, and the birds are singing, and the bear and the deer are wandering by, and you're like, oh, owls are hooting. You're kind of like, oh, this is, this is pretty cool.
1: And the, the cattle the cattle trough heater will, will keep all the water from freezing. Yes. You've never had a problem yes. with it, even in – you know, very low, like cold snaps in Vermont.
0: Very rarely. Yeah. Yeah. I went away for a couple of weeks in January and my wife was very busy and um, uh, something happened with the kettle trough heater and it didn't take long for, for the ice barrel to freeze solid. Um, but fortunately, it's been warm enough that it's, we've got it thawed. But that's part of the fun though, too. It's like, oh, you, we, we want to be in tune with the rhythms of nature. You kind of have to keep an eye
2: <laughs> on on the dew point.
0: <laughs> if you want to make sure you're uh you're you're maximizing your cold plunge adventure. Would That's you, fun.
2: Would you ever add salt or anything like that to change the you No, I it? never have.
0: That's an interesting idea actually. Yeah, kind of dead sea it up. Yeah. Um salt lake salt lake it up. Um I don't know there there are actually salt plunges. Um I've never seen them combined with cold plunging. I'd have to research that. Yeah, interesting. It's a great idea. Yeah.
1: Uh, what about yeah you know, like this bath salts and some of the aromatherapy stuff just throw that in there too.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my my sense has always been that those work better with warmer hot water, but I don't
1: know. Probably.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I'm don't I'm, I'm out of my wheelhouse here. Those Romans. I mean,
1: if you really want to confuse yourself, right? Cuz you associate I know. those <laughs> It with does sound it
2: sounds overwhelming. There's some <laughs> the cold plunge is so clean. It's like I'm doing this one yeah. thing. And it I'm going to focus on my breath in the cold and that like other sensations yeah. does seem a little daunting. It is. And,
0: and I know you guys are both really promoters of this, but, but whenever you can do it outside in nature, um, it, it's really powerful. And, and, you know, shout out to the red hot chili dippers and all, all those Vermonters out there who are off, off the Instagram radar. Yeah. Who are doing this on a regular basis. And not just Vermonters, of course, New Englanders. I mean, there's a lot of cold plunging going on. I, I hear about it all the time.
2: Oh, I uh, bet you I, do. Rob, so excited. I, I told this story early, early on, one of our first episodes when I did one of my first successful cold plunges. And I love what you said about count breaths and not seconds. That's exactly what I ended up doing. I the first time I ever went down was with my friend Janice, who's somewhat of a cold plunge pro. And I I was out of that. We went down to uh, the Ashokan Reservoir in, you know, whatever, December. And, um, and she was in for her five or 10 minutes and I was in and out of there in like 10 seconds. Um, I didn't do any mental preparation. I, I just didn't, I was just throwing myself into it blindly. Like I tend to do second time, you know, I had a little bit more to prove to myself. I went down alone, which maybe is a no, no, um, you know, I brought many layers. I brought a warm beverage for when I came out, but um, my goal was to do 60 seconds. And I didn't realize in the moment, I set my little timer on my phone and I got into the water and I incorrectly um, made the assumption that a breath was a second long. (laughs) So I counted 60 breaths, but I ended up being in there for five or six minutes. And when I got out, you know, time sort of stands still and um, but it was a much more effective way of counting. It wasn't my, my design to use breaths instead of seconds, but that's just how it sort of played out. And, uh, so I went from 10 seconds to, you know, a full five minutes completely inadvertently, but I got, I really got lost in the experience.
0: You did. And and did you feel like time kind of
2: disappeared? Oh yeah. Disappeared? I, I was in disbelief went? when I looked at, at the timer on my way out and, and to your point from a moment ago. Um, I just stood there naked on the shore for another five or ten minutes because that, by by comparison, was quite warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah the biggest danger in that situation is wind. Yeah, it's wind. It's not the cold; it's the wind. And uh, that's an amazing. I do remember that story, Michael. But um, I'm glad you told it again because it it puts everything into context, I think, for us. Um, and since we're talking about sort of the flow and the cold, advanced protocols. Like if you kind of want to up your cold plunge game, and I know you guys have been doing this for a while. There's a number of different ways to do that. Obviously lower the temperature of the water if you can control it in a cold plunge, right? That's nice. Um, Second thing you can do is um, do multiple entry exits and kind of come out, warm yourself up, get back in just to put the body under additional hermetic stress. Um, there's some different schools of thought about do, do I want to induce mechanical shivering because those are my muscles trying to warm up my body and that could actually have some health benefits perhaps or maybe not um, yeah and that's sort of a that's kind of an extended deep dive into the literature conversation the the biggest way to up your cold plunge game um, even in the cold bowls is to bring a little bit of movement in the cold. Like imagine you're still hands in those cold bowls and just start moving them around and you're denying your body permission to do what it wants to do, which is build that thermal heat cone around you to keep keep you warm. Mm. So a two-minute cold plunge with even just a little bit of motion is a completely different animal than a two-minute still cold plunge. And then try swimming in the cold, which of course is its own thing, right? Cold water swimming. And they advise you, if you're going to swim, and I've been sort of playing with this up here, you know, a minute, start with a minute. If you can swim for a minute, and this includes with your head in the water. right? um, And all the, you know, all of the attendant potential risks associated with that we talked about earlier. Um, You want to be very careful. And again, always go with friends, always have your layers, the right shoes, the hot drink access to the car or wherever, wherever you're going to go back in and get warm when you're done. And uh, yeah, it's, um, but yeah, the movement in particular is really revealing just as a way to fully appreciate how our bodies are built hmm. to keep us, to keep us highly evolved in hostile environments. Like the call is amazing.
2: I could see that being, particularly challenging especially for me because part of my strategy is to go to a place of utter stillness and it's <laughs> yeah. only the breath and my body is just as still as could be and so to to move that would break that spell and yeah that would be a next level also another thing on my list is to get proper shoes because when you're in nature sometimes you're you're navigating some rocky terrain just to get into the water and yeah. uh, i think you know well i like to be stoic and think well i can just be au natural, I mean, why tempt fate and stub your toe or, or, you know, cut your foot or something like that on a rock yeah, when you're, yeah. when you're in that environment.
0: Yeah. Rocks, ice, snow. Yeah. Um, sharp shells, Lake Champlain
2: yeah. um,
0: right. on the Burlington side, a lot of sharp stuff down there. So yeah, there's, yeah, you don't need to cut yourself and bleed all over Hell no. ruin the experience. Right. Um, yeah. So just be mindful of, of all of that. And, um, it is funny too. There's like whole industries that have sprung up around the cold plunge phenomenon. So there's outdoor <laughs> you know, dry robes and there's footwear and there's, yeah. you know, it's fascinating. But back to the, back to the, like the benefits of the cold for just a second, because I know you guys talk a lot about mind, body, spirit connections here. And I think just to spend a moment breaking that down. Um, one of the things I took away from my Wim Hof training In cold plunging is the power of psychological resilience that comes with regular cold plunging. Like I've been doing it for many years and it doesn't get any easier (laughs) when I'm like in my nice warm little cave here doing my breathing before dawn. And I know I got three minutes in the ice coming up. right? (laughs) It's like, okay, all right, noted, noted. But when you go in and you come out and you warm up, Short of getting hit by a bus the rest of the day, there's probably nothing much harder you're going to do than navigating (laughs) your mind, body, and spirits through a three-minute or a two-minute ice plunge, right? So the psychological resilience piece that translates into sort of mental fitness, mental toughness, you know, the hormetic, the psychologically hormetic properties of that, I I don't think can be underestimated. Hmm. And that leads into and there are a lot, of, a lot of different studies trying to measure this, but that leads into sort of cold plunging as a way to reduce anxiety, to quiet the mind, um, to kind of uh, develop uh, sort of mood-enhancing protocols that maybe take the edge off of whatever sadness or, you know, slightly depressed state you might be. And I don't want to make any big claims here, but I think it, I think we can safely say that from sort of a mind, a mental, a spiritual perspective, cultivating that mental, psychological and spiritual fortitude with a regular cold plunge practice of two minutes a day, every other day, it's pretty powerful. Not to mention, of course, all of the, the, the benefits to the body, um, anti-inflammatories and boosted immune systems and um, um, all, all the, you know, it's, it's a, it, it's a long list, um, and one other thing that comes up with the body quite a bit is this conversation about brown fat. Mm. If you guys uncovered anything about white fat, brown fat. Our bodies have inside of them this special kind of fat, rich in mitochondria, which has come to be called brown fat. It's typically found sorry, around the shoulders, the neck, scapula. Um, everyone's different. Some kind of down in the intercostal muscles behind the ribcage. And it appears, and this is Sandra, Susanna, Susanna Soberg's work. Um, and we, we, there's so, still so much about brown fat we don't know, but it appears that going into cold water regularly activates a process called thermogenesis. Our bodies want to heat up in the cold, and they draw on all of these internal reserves to do that. So the body will burn white fat, and the body will call on brown fat to activate mitochondria to bring more energy and heat to the body in a a process that's somewhat mysterious. We're still trying to suss that out. Hmm. So people will say, well, yeah, if you do a lot of cold plunging, you could lose weight. that might be a bit of a stretch, but you're certainly calling on your fat reserves, both white and brown. If you do it regularly to sort of help optimize your flow in the cold, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's one of those areas of science where like, oh, let's learn more about that.
1: What are what are some of the, the common misconceptions or mistruths you come across around cold therapy?
0: Yeah. Well start with contraindications because we haven't mentioned those yet. Sure. If you are epileptic, if you have heart disease, if you are pregnant, um, if you are prone to kind of chronic anxiety, the cold is a it is a powerful hormetic protocol. It is voluntarily stressful. So we never want to have pregnant, epileptic, heart diseased humans in the cold. It's just not a good idea. Um, it is a health risk. I would say, yeah, really important to lay on the table. Um, the and, and the you know the the mental anxiety piece is is a tricky one too. It's it's sort of the same as with hormetic breath work, like cyclic hyperventilation of the Wim Hof. You know. <sighs> Like if you're already feeling some measure of stress, if you're running hot, and you're going to plunge your body with your breath into a cold, icy situation, or into sort of a deeply um, potentially stressful breath round situation, I'm not sure you're doing yourself any favors. Um, which is why we always, you know have have humans complete health consent forms um, when we uh, when we teach cold plunging. Um, the other thing I would say is, um, if you're, if your goal with your fitness and sport regimen is to build muscle hypertrophy, they call it, um, you want to be careful about when you apply cold in that situation. Um, because cold is anti-inflammatory and part of muscle growth, of course, is stressing out the muscles and then letting them be for a little bit. Um, And this is something that I think needs to be teased out much more explicitly. Um, We're all familiar, and you guys probably had this experience in college if you played sports, right? Field sports, soccer, football, whatever. Um, You know, you you get in the cold tub, right? And you immerse yourself up to your waist, let's say, Mm -hmm. or your chest, let's say, as part of like recovery after a hard workout. And I'm not so sure that's a good idea. Mm. And and I honestly, I honestly don't know. Huberman's done a little bit of uh, uh, popularizing of this. I think there's more to be said about it. But I guess I would say just be mindful of when you and how you bring the cold protocol into your, especially if you're an athlete, sport and fitness into into your flow.
1: I have heard that um, that caution by folks in the health and and fitness space that you want to keep cold as far from your training as possible. Uh, particularly if you're, you know, you are trying to build strength and muscle.
0: Yeah. 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 Hypertrophy. Um, that said, I think mornings before you set, before you flow into your day of work or leisure, the last thing I do before I turn the coffee pot on is, um, a cold plunge. So I'll wake up, do some breathing Maybe go swim, go for a run, um uh, and then I'll always end with a cold punch. And that gives me license to come inside with my towel on and warm up in the kitchen and just take five or ten minutes and kind of prepare the waters and the lemon and the coffee and the whatever's and this for is the day. this is
1: like before seven
2: o'clock.
0: Yeah, yeah. Usually around seven. O'clock. And this is <laughs>
2: this is um year round, Rob.
0: Um yeah. Yeah, some people really like the cold close to bed, and imagine like you get into the cold, you come out, you're warming up. You crawl into your nice warm bed, you cover yourself with covers, and your body's like, oh yeah, let's mm-hmm. yeah. send all the warmth around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't use it that way, but I do. I do have friends who and colleagues in the breath work community who really swear by it. And I again, everyone's different.
2: You know, um, one thing I found, Rob, and I, I don't really have. Extensive experience with this. But on the days where I do bundle up in the winter time and I go down to the res and I, I do a, a nature cold plunge, I have found that I've maybe it's maybe that it's, I've built it up into like this mythological experience where it's like I don't necessarily want to get on with my day after that. I actually just want to revel in the feeling of I just completed that adventure and now I just want to bask in the glow. I, I actually sort of want to just check out a little bit or check in. I don't necessarily want to get back to work. You know what I mean? I just want to stay in that space. That's sort yeah. of the energy that it's 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 taken on for me, which isn't which is luxurious. It's more like a day off activity as opposed to a day on activity. I haven't found a way to build it into like okay, now I'm I'm going to get on with my my tasks, my chores. You know?
0: Yeah, that's such a that's a beautiful insight. And why not treat it as sort of a both-and phenomenon? Like some days I'm going to go down and bask afterwards, baby, and I'm just going to enjoy it. And other days, like, oh, i got to get to work. This would be the day maybe you warm up your body naturally, you put the coffee on, and then maybe you take a warm shower.
2: Yeah.
0: Just to kind of get your body juiced up, or maybe you just throw on a bunch of layers just to help your body accelerate the warming process. Right. By the way, we haven't said this yet, but the most important risk management um, the thing never to do mm-hmm. with cold plunging is immediately jump into a hot shower after a cold plunge. That is disaster in the making because where's all your warm blood go when you're in the cold? It goes to your core. And if you too quickly accelerate the warm blood returning from the core out to your extremities by going into a hot shower to try and goose that along, you run in very quickly into a situation we call the after drop. And the afterdrop refers to what happens when warm blood from your core mixes too quickly with cold blood from your extremities and your whole body is just thrown out of whack. Hmm. Um, yeah, not to mention because you can't necessarily, if you're, it's a really intense cold plunge, you can't necessarily feel your fingers and toes quite as uh, acutely as you usually can. So you run the risk of, you know, maybe even, you know, doing some, some burning of the skin or whatever, and and you're in your zeal to kind of Rapidly warm up your body. Let your body warm up naturally. Your body knows what to do. Get into a warm space. Do do the horse dance, right? This Tai Chi move or the Buddha throws a fireball. Something that's going to bring a lot of very gentle, fluid energy. Anything qigong, Tai Chi, Tai Chi related. Any sort of movement. Yeah, give yourself 5, 10, 15 minutes. You'll know. Does, your body's kind of like, okay.
1: Does, it, does that risk apply to the contrast therapy? Going from cold plunge right into a sauna?
0: Interestingly, not because um, hot air is much less aggressive on the body than hot water is. Mm. It's it. so fascinating, Benjamin. Yeah, it's um, yeah, such a good question. Um, so within reason, no. Yeah, but it, again, give it, it probably would apply
2: choice. to if you're in the sh- you know you're doing the cold shower approach and you flip it to cold, and then okay, I did my two, and I'm going to flip it back to hot. You might want to gradually temper it back to hot, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah,
0: I don't know how cold your shower water is, but I'll tell you, we're pulling water out of the ground here yeah. in a well. Yeah, same at our place. And it is
1: same.
2: It is, cold. It is same. cold, but like you said, it's it's very very different when you're when you're not immer when when you haven't done an in immersion into water when it's just sort of splashing at you. It's a different experience. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah I find it much harder. Yeah, to do cold showers. Yeah, my wife, Kate, she, she won't do them. Yeah. Like, when the cold, cold plunge, when they were all iced up, I was gone. I was like, cold showers, babe. She's like, ain't doing it.
1: <laughs> uh, Rob, let's go back to the showers though, real quick because you mentioned that when we get water on our faces, we have that mammalian reflex to dive, kick in. Does the same thing happen if we're taking a cold shower and we're letting that pour over our face?
0: Yeah, conceivably, yeah, that can happen.
1: So you. Yeah. So if you're doing a cold shower, you're better off keeping your head out of the water.
0: Keep your head out. Keep your head out. Yeah, I have this protocol. It's kind of funny where I just do. I'll do like two breaths, right shoulder, pivot yeah. to the shower head. Two breaths, chest. Two breaths, left, shoulder, right. I get a little. I get a little in my head about that. But but again, bringing it back to the breath just helps you kind of, you know, measure and flow with the experience. And I don't want to talk anyone out of cold showers. It, it's a great. It's a great way to experiment. And, uh, lots of people. Yeah, And while
2: that's- we're on it, something I picked up, I think from a, the Wim Hof course a couple of years ago is, you know, step out of the water. When you flip it to cold, step out of the water and take a few yeah. breaths and then s- prepare yourself and step back into it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And
0: absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah. That's That's great advice.
1: Um, yeah. uh, opposite of you, the, I, the cold shower is where it's at for me, Mike. And I do it first. I try to do it as often as I can first thing in the morning. Yeah, and it just fires me up. Now, uh, I have not been, as I as I mentioned, coming out of the hand exercise. I have not been doing probably appropriate breathing in preparation and during. In fact, I find I sing really loud and yodel. Uh, I just <laughs> that, get that's so breathing. Fi- I, get, I get so <laughs> fired up. I'm so energized. So I probably need to just find that uh, that stillness, <laughs> that calmness. But I, I, I it's, it's so energizing, immediately energizing. And I find maybe like the singing and the shouting and the yodeling gets me through it.
0: Yeah. It, it, I, I would totally agree, Benjamin. And in fact, um, when I'm in a three-minute cold plunge outside on the deck, I have three different breath chants that I use, each lasting about a minute. I don't even use a watch anymore. Um, I learned this from my wife, actually, because she, she has never taken. She just knows how long. She has a good sense of time. And that's that's amazing too, because then you're not even looking at the yeah. clock and focused on time, whatever time is.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, this thing we call time. You're just in the flow with the breath, and the chanting, and the experience. Mike, it's kind of like you know, you go into the, in nature, you come out, and you're just you're just kind of you're kind of present. Yeah, and that's really nice. It's really nice,
1: Doctor Rob. Any any last words around cold therapy?
0: Cold is gold. <laughs> Ice is nice. <laughs> cold is a—it's incredibly powerful, natural, free health, wellness, sport, fitness, human optimization hormetic tool. And uh, for those who are skeptical, start low, go slow. And uh, see if the power of the cold will do for you what it has done for humans for eons. And, uh, and most importantly, do, do it with friends the family. It's always fun to cold plunge with other humans and then you can take the Michael um solo. <laughs> solo uh, the mystical solo nature approach once you feel comfortable. <laughs> and that's also amazing.
1: Dr. Rob, real quick shift of gears here. Vermont Independent.
0: Yes. What's happened? <laughs> well, uh so Vermont Independent was a online newspaper. That uh, a number of us here in Vermont uh, uh, fielded for many, many years. And in this new age, we're really pivoting here. In this cold new age of big tech media and communication censorship, we have seen Vermont Independence YouTube channel completely deplatformed. We've seen Vermont Independence Vimeo channel each featuring more than 200 interviews, including the interview with you guys Mm. from not too long ago. Uh, We've seen that completely removed. And uh, yeah, all the more reason perhaps to go in the cold. We live in a very strange moment for Team Human, and we really, as a species, have to reckon with what our big tech, I'll use the word overlords somewhat jokingly, yeah, their their particular plans, I would say, and they're they're not very shy about, you know, making those known. Their particular plans for Team Human. They're not very interested in humans being curious <laughs> or being controversial or asking questions or engaging in provocative discussion and debate about a growing list of topics, many of which, of course, you cover here on Terrain Theory. So, yeah, we're in another, as we think about cold and breath as forms of information, quite literally, information. We have another information situation to contend with, and that is, of course, our media and communications culture in the 21st century. And I hope that sometime soon we can maybe devote another conversation to what many are calling fifth generation warfare. Like what's going on? The battle for hearts and minds and spirits of Team Human as a species. So that would that would be a really fun and I think important conversation to have. Yeah, I bet we can tie it back into breathwork and gold.
1: I bet we can. Well, yeah that that is that's a teaser for everyone out there. That's a foreshadowing. We do plan to bring uh, Dr. Rob back on to talk just that. Um, as as you say on the website, the freedom of press is only guaranteed if you own one.
0: AJ Liebling. Yeah, his famous, his famous line. Yeah. And I have to say kudos to you both. Um, terrain theory is truly a light in the darkness. And I so appreciate, um, what you're both doing with Terrain Theory. I haven't missed a single episode. As I was joking with you guys before we started, I'm, I'm all caught up. <laughs> <laughs> I was traveling for a few weeks and then I got home and I caught up on the past couple episodes since uh, the holidays and just so appreciate you both and the space you're holding for Team Human. And Keep doing what you're doing. Keep flowing in the directions you're flowing because we need you. All
1: right back, so thanks right back at you, Rob. Rob, one last question. It's It's 2024. Do you have any new non-negotiables? That you're looking to work into your days in the upcoming year?
0: I do. In three words, less is more. Mm. Less is more. In all things.
1: In all things. Okay. Well, with that, we'll have a, a brief outro. Dr. Rob Williams, thank you so much for joining us again on the Train Three Podcast.
0: Thanks, you both, Benjamin and Michael. Keep
1: it up. You know, in the pioneer room. The party, the after party in the pineal room. You are in the pineal room. The <laughs> this is it after party in the pineal room, and we, <laughs> both, uh, we both got bowls of ice water in front of us. <laughs> I'm tempted to just stick my hands back in and do this whole after party with my hands. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> I can get my, my it's a little different without. I'll tell you having Rob guide you through it yeah as he did on the breath episode, his first appearance is all the difference.
2: yeah it is of course. I'll,
1: what I'm tempted to do actually is is clip that and use it whenever I do like a cold shower just have it blasting through speakers. Him, why not? Why not? Why wouldn't you? What a resource. Yeah, what a resource. yeah um, that was spectacular. I was definitely I was definitely a little nervous. Live on a podcast, putting my hands like my weakness. Yeah, you were, huh? I was a little nervous. I was like, I hope I can do that. I hope, like, I'll, I hope I don't have to pull them out.
2: Oh, wild! I normally pull them out. I didn't know that like, about your hands. That's wild.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's just a, it's it's the one part of my body when I do any sort of cold plunge. I'm like, yeah.
2: Let me ask you this: What about uh, when you're in your non cold plunge life? <laughs> yeah how 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 do you relate to your hands in terms of hot colds? Um, I've gone, man, I've done some winter hikes
1: in Vermont in particular come to mind, uh, up camel's hump where I started losing feeling. And it's like, this is just, this is just like a short, it's not even a big, like it's Vermont, right? It's not a huge mountain. It's not like I'm in the Rockies. It's one
2: of the first parts of your body uh, that sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Get
1: above tree line and all of a sudden the wind kicks in and like maybe my hands were a little bit sweaty in my gloves Yeah, and all of a sudden I'm like, I need to get down fast because I'm losing feeling. So they're usually the the first part of my body that kind of gets cold
2: yeah Uh, yeah interesting well it's i only bring it up because between ruth and i um i'm generally generally warm and she gets cold very easily but also my hands i've always had this thing where uh i sort of unconsciously am always keeping my hands warm whether it's like keeping them balled up in a fist or pulling them into my sleeve or putting them in my pockets it's like um my hands are almost always warm but i Mm -hmm. it's not just that they're naturally warm. i i I unconsciously work to keep them warm. And mm-hmm. such, so when you just brought up that that's like a insecurity for you, it's almost the opposite for me. I I have a lot of like confidence that my hands will rebound quickly and become warm again.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yin and yang. I think I'm going in. I think cool. I'm going to go in and just okay. see how see how I do without Rob guiding me. Okay. And I'm going to chat because we're in the we're in the after party. So maybe yeah. uh, I'll be distracted just through the conversation.
2: That yeah, well that that that's good. Um that that hour flew by.
1: Yeah, uh it did. Well, the, and, you know, the first 10 minutes is is us doing hands in right. preparation. Yeah. But his breakdown first of all there's there's so much out there now on cold therapy. Uh, you know, Rogan is doing it all the time. Like Huberman has covered it, Huberman's like Russell Brand goat. is
2: all over it, yeah.
1: Yeah, and there's yeah. a ton out there and even even with all the material that's out there that I've consumed on cold plunging, uh, I still learned so much from Rob. Just the guided piece was huge to take that into any any cold plunge in the future. Um, but also this nice breakdown of before, during, and after, mm-hmm. just to be able to slice up the experience in that way was was really helpful. Um, Absolutely. And then and then also, you know, I don't, I have not put a tub outdoors yet. Uh, I've really just been doing either cold showers or when I have the chance to, to do like a natural one in like a stream or something. Yeah. Um, and I think that this is, this will be the episode that I go, okay, it's time to, it's time to get one of these, uh, that UK company that he mentioned has a nice one, uh, for like a, what is it? Submerge for $110. Like that's pretty cheap. Oh, wow. Or that's the cattle. same.
2: Yeah. That's cattle trough, same price. Yeah, or basically, Or a cattle
1: trough, you know, with a, with a heater in there, uh cattle trough heater, which. You know, is is the I'd have to have because it's constantly below freezing up here.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a cattle trough is in my future. Actually, I also like the aesthetic of it.
1: Of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you'll probably paint like an infinity sign on the side of it.
2: Yeah, you know I will. Won't you?
1: Yeah, you'll slap some stickers on there. Right? (laughs) This this trough kills fascists. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> this cold plunge kills fast, fast. Yeah. I can see it now. I can see yeah. the t-shirt now, Michael.
2: That is a great idea.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I would think, you know, the, the, the swimming that we did at the reservoir this past summer at the hoot. Yeah. Yeah. Felt like cold plunge temperatures.
2: Absolutely. And that like was, we were, da- we were
1: down there, right? Yeah. Like, what would you say the temperature was of that water below 50? Yeah, that water
2: always, 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 always. I mean, granted, it's, it maybe the contrast exacerbates it because it was an August day. But so we were down there in the morning; it wasn't like you know noonday sun. Well, um, and it's
1: always it's flowing.
2: It's flowing, and it's, it's always, always that temperature. That water is never warm ever.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, next time, well, when, when I'm there this summer, I'm going to bring a thermometer. I'd love to know. What yeah, the that'd be cool. Is.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a magical place for the cold dip, especially that. I mean, we probably talked about it closer to that. To August when that happened, but that was a magical, magical, magical hour in the yeah. cold with so yeah. many friends.
1: So folks, so folks in our circles, and I'm not going to name names, but have have started to question or push back on cold therapy. Um, well, I think actually Amanda Vollmer was one who has has spoken out against it, and she was taking the traditional Chinese medicine approach. Uh, so I that that prompted me to just do a little bit of research, like. Just a little bit, and I found a couple articles that were kind of saying the same thing, and I didn't articulate it as well as I would have liked to. It's something that I do want to look into a little bit more. But yeah. basically, just that cold equals stagnation. Yeah. And when they're talking stagnation, they're just talking like I guess chi, really, like the flow of chi through your body. But um, if you're doing contrast therapy, I don't think you have an issue there because you're going from the warm to the cold, and you are getting everything moving. Yeah. And I also think that if you, if all you did in your life was sit around and then event and then do like a cold plunge every like that's obviously i think like yeah okay your chi would stagnate but if you've got a good movement practice on the daily i i don't see i don't know that that would be as big a uh an issue but again it's something that i want to look into and then another bit of pushback was just skepticism um that it's gone so mainstream, and so we've you know we've got folks in our circles who are anti anything that's mainstream, <laughs> or at least at least you know question everything that's gone mainstream. And cold plunging has certainly gone mainstream, uh, but I also have to think like, okay, I, you know, the folks who are doing it clearly are getting something from it, so. Even as they'd be misleading the public into doing this thing that's allegedly bad for them, they're also doing the thing that's allegedly bad for them. It doesn't <laughs> quite add up. And some things, and I think we just have to accept that like some things go mainstream that happen to be good for you. Yeah. And that's okay.
2: Yeah. Especially the things that are free and easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The things that are, thank you. Well, yeah. Well said. Now, there is a whole industry uh, that's popped up around cold plunging. I right. mean, cat, capitalism will yeah. be capitalism.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've heard some pushback against Wim Hof too. I mean, there's you know there's some YouTubers out there who do investigative reporting and whistleblowers on the whole Wim Hof thing, yeah. and but even people who who are you know in our circle, um, I think more so accusing him maybe of uh, presenting an oversimplification of a more ancient and nuanced art. Right, that it's sort of like the dumbed down Americanized version of breathwork is some of the criticism I've heard. I
1: would love to if you could send that to me. I'm I'm amazed because I don't think anything he does seems dumbed down. <laughs> I, I don't. I, it doesn't seem dumb to me. Um, maybe it maybe like it's English. You know, English as a second language. That he doesn't have the same grasp of the English language to be as articulate yeah. as he might be in his native tongue, but even even with that limitation, which I don't, th- don't think is a great limitation, he is quite poetic. Agreed about the cold. Uh, so I, I I see it as anything but dumbed down, and then of course there's what he's been able to do and what he's yeah. been able to achieve, and also what he's what he single-handedly has gone on to maybe not prove, but like provide evidence for from a science, like physiological standpoint that we previously didn't think
2: was possible. Yeah. So the, the, the results speak for themselves.
1: I think so. I think so. And I also think that he, he approaches it. There's a reverence, you know, he has a real reverence for cold and, and similar to how Veda Austin has a reverence for water. It feels like, Wim has a has a real reverence for the cold and a deep deep respect. Yeah, the same as as, as Rob opened the conversation with, right? Like we have to have respect for the cold. The yeah, cold that's, can a, kill you.
2: that's a good comparison. Wim Hof and Veda Austin just having the respect for the elements. There's almost like that is an animism element to to what they're bringing to it, which is a word yeah. that that we've spent some time with, especially in our Ishmael sure. uh, ponderings, for sure. Um, I also. I think like a lot of people, myself included, we get excited about something and we we tend to want to go all in right away. But I, I appreciated that Rob many times in our conversation said, just start slow, like baby steps, no need to to overdo it. And I think that's where the problems and the criticism probably crop up is when people just don't take the time to, to ease themselves into a new a new, th- new, new habit stack.
1: Right, right. right. Like, they, like they see like just a mushroom poking out of the ground and they go, I'm going to eat that. <laughs> or, or like cold plunging, cool. I'm going to go solo cold plunge down at the reservoir in the coldest wa- water possible on my yeah. second experience. That's you, yeah. man. You just go all in.
2: Yeah. Love you I for know. It. I did go down with a friend <laughs> another time and I couldn't do it. Like being solo was actually critical for my success I found I, I'm more inhibited when there's another person there yeah. and it's not just like getting nude it's just like the I really need to like go sort of like insular and quiet and feel that solitude yeah. to to like sink into the experience
1: well I think you're down there you're able to find you're able to find a depth that you're you can get up to the neck but not necessarily I guess you wouldn't feel like yeah you're that at that greater risk
2: I think so Miranda Cove baby
1: Miranda Cove.
2: Yeah. You know, what else is is something maybe is self-evident now that I'm wanting to say it out loud, but I have found, especially this winter, this winter has been so, so very gray. And, you know, that's a whole other conversation about geoengineering. And if it's, you know, it's been constructed that way and blah, 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 who freaking knows. But um, they even say, though, get your body outside on an overcast day, just get your skin out into the elements and under the sun. Um, even if the sun's behind behind clouds, but I think that's actually a really um, powerful part of the cold plunge experience. Is you're naked outdoors, and it's not just the cold therapy, but also the light therapy. Sure. That, that, that especially in the winter time. Yeah. There have been times when I've gone down where I actually didn't have the gumption to get in the water for whatever reason. I just couldn't get over that hump. But I would just st- like lay in the snow in the sun, you know, and it's a 35 40 degree day mm-hmm. um but you know that was a powerful thing to do for that hour you mm-hmm. know shy mm-hmm. of getting in the water just being in the sun and i'm i'm really missing i'm not getting the out, outdoor time that i would like to be getting this winter for um for a multitude of reasons but that was a nice reminder that that's wrapped up in a cold plunge expedition is just some skin in the sun
1: yeah I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I'm uh it's been a challenge this winter. I feel like I've been a little more cooped up and yep. it's been a little harder to to get myself out there and go on like hour long walks. Yeah. Uh I've I've had to remind myself. And when I do it, I feel great, but yep. it's been really easy to like start a fire in the wood stove and then yep. do my, you know, do my work near the wood stove kind of thing. I uh, know. And never venture away. So uh, let's, you know, let's try to continue to remind ourselves to get outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, all right, man. I'm gonna be. It's listen, folks. This is. It's January 30th. It's a Tuesday, uh, and I will be hanging out with Mike this weekend at the Winter Hoot. I don't know if any of you out there listening will be there too. Hopefully, um, hopefully, we'll have a chance to interact. But Michael, I'm excited. This is our first Winter Hoot.
2: It's gonna be fantastic. Uh, I guess this will air. On the Sunday, or probably post hoot. So (laughs) actually, yeah,
1: it could be the Sunday. It could be Sunday of the hoot.
2: Yep. Even still, it'll it'll have been in the past by the time this airs. But um, it's going to be a beautiful hoot. The lineup is just really exquisitely beautiful music by and large this year. I didn't necessarily construct it that way, but when I look at the lineup, just so much beauty that's going to roll off that stage, like beautiful harmony and dulcet tones, and it's going to be really magical.
1: I can't wait, man. Can't wait to get some hang time in. All right. yeah, yeah. Pulling my hands out towards oh, the yeah. end. See
2: how red these bad boys are? Yeah. How do they feel?
1: Uh, they feel fine. Good. They, I mean, they feel fine. 15 minutes. Uh, that's a record for me. My hands inside cold. <laughs> um, Bravo. <laughs> on that, I guess, folks, nothing you heard here should be taken as medical advices. Neither Mike nor I are medical experts. Remember that you are light, you are love. The cold is a teacher. You're your primary healthcare provider. Thanks for tuning in, as always, and we'll catch you on the next one.